It is Thursday, February 6th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now a guy who's not afraid of the rain, but he is collecting animals two by two, J.P. Shadrick. Apparently it's coming in hot today. The weather. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, Bad weather. But, well, like, Schools are letting out early. You, you would have thought that I, we I, were going to like hurricane. Well, that's why I, it's funny you say that because my wife was like, they shut down Tallahassee, the campus today. And I go, for what? She goes, the storm. I'm like, is there a hurricane coming this late? She's like, no, but there's supposed to have high winds. I'm like, what? What's going on? And then in Ponte Vedra, they like canceled Schools, all. Schools, after school activities after, I'm like, canceled. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I left my house driving here, and it was like blowing like 18 miles an hour. Yeah. And I was like. Breezy day. I'm like, what are we doing? It's <laughs> a weird one. Uh, here's what's coming up on the program today. Two games in London. That's the news this week. Khan and Lamping will hear from the Jaguars owner and the Jaguars president. Front office edition, we'll talk a little ball coming up. Quarterback talk as well. And we'll go around the National Football League. Let's start off with the big news of the week. The Jaguars taking two home games to London in 2020 consecutive weeks. The weeks and the opponents will be named later, but the Bears and the Steelers games are protected in Jacksonville. Ashlyn Sullivan this week asked owner Shad Khan why the move. When I was announced as the owner eight years ago, uh, I think uh, I said that really my goal was to keep Jaguars in Jacksonville. And we will have to think unconventionally. Uh, pretty much, what do we have to do to win on the field? That's paramount to us. But then we have to win off the field, which is uh, to be able to generate the revenue, to invest in the team, uh, to help it win and play a role uh, in really growth vitality of Jacksonville. This was right at the announcement when they uh, announced this. Nash and Sullivan, the full interview available on Jaguars.com, did a fantastic job with, with Shad this it week. It was very well done. Uh, it really was. And so check out the full conversation there. A little later in the day, the um, Shad Khan and Mark Lamping had a conference call with local media before the announcement. This was actually before the announcement came out. And uh, Jaguars president Mark Lamping explained why now is the right time to add a second game, competing with other teams who've radically changed their revenue expectations each year. Clubs like the Jaguars, we are entering an uncertain time. That uncertain time is related to three teams that in the past were teams that were with us in the bottom of the league in terms of revenue. They have taken steps, steps that, that, uh, that we would not consider, but they've taken steps to fix their revenue by leaving Oakland, by leaving St. Louis, and by leaving San Diego. That has, that has had an impact in terms of all the other teams that are at, uh, you know, where we are in terms of the league. And in terms of, of now, um, we know that Lache, in, in conjunction with all the things that Shot has already invested in, those will continue to pay, pay uh, uh, dividends for us, but we can't snap our fingers and get Lache open tomorrow. So as we're waiting to go from where we are now, which is Lache just a vision, to it actually being, being open, we need to be looking for those opportunities to su supplement our revenue uh, situation, and we believe that London uh, fits that bill. Uh, not only is it the right time to do it, but it's the right action. That's Mark Lamping on a conference call with local media just before the announcement the other day. So, fellas, here we go. Two home games at Wembley. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, listen, the the fans, I mean, we've seen all the comments and everyone's talked about it. You've heard, if you've listened to the radio shows and everything else, about fans are upset. And one of the things, just as we have this conversation, I think it's really important to kind of level set and separate the two, two things, two aspects of, uh, of this organization. One is on-the-field performance. Two is business and uh, stability of this franchise and for not just the immediate but the long-term uh, plan to be here in Jacksonville. And you have to separate those two. And I think sometimes in the anger and the passion, the poor performance on the field spills over to some of the decisions that are made uh, on the business side. And by the way, I think Jeff would agree, JP, you'd agree. I think everyone in this building would agree. It's okay to be upset about the on-field performance. Like, there's nothing, like, you should, as a fan, that's what's great about our fans. It's what's great about fans in the NFL. You're passionate. You are mad. You're PO'd that 
this team is not winning enough games. That you know, seven of the last eight years, double-digit losses, all the stats we've talked about at the close of the season, and that is good, healthy anger. Yes, you should be. But you, but, but I don't think it's right to have that anger and emotion be spilled over into a decision to go play two games in London, which if you're a season ticket holder and you come to all eight games or all seven games this past year, I get you're, you have one less game that you can go to. You're frustrated. That's fine. That's natural. But that it's only for the short term. This is a decision that is for next year. There's not even a, an agreement long term at this point to do anything else. And if you look at the business side of it, all that Shad Khan under Mark's leadership of his direction that they have done since they've uh, Shad bought this team, everything is to enhance the fan experience. Everything is to enhance what is going on in the stadium, around the stadium, and downtown. Started with the scoreboards, renovation of the club, building of Daly's Place, which I don't know about everyone listening. I love. I go, <laughs> I go to a bunch of shows. I mean, and I live at the beach. So I come downtown. I come here. I go to the things around the state, and I go to the Daly's Place. You have Lot J that is in, hopefully on the cusp of happening, which is going to bring more people and more excitement. I mean, you have all these different things. Hopefully shipyards one down the road. I mean, so you have all these amazing things happening on the business side. And London is part of that strategy, where we sit right now. Mark said it perfectly. The teams that had lower revenue than we did, that had revenue issues, they, all their owners, who, by the way, were deeply rooted in San Diego, deeply rooted in St. Louis, and deeply rooted in Oakland, they looked at their fans and said, see ya, I'm going for the better deal to create more revenue and more value. We have an owner that's saying, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to make it work here. Now, we got to get creative, and we got to do some different things to do it, and it will evolve over time. And by the way, I'm going to invest my own money into projects around the stadium to make this a better overall experience. And right now, that means going to play one extra game in London, so two games in London. And I get for those any season ticket holder who came to seven games this past year, you have be upset. If you only came to six games last year, nothing changes for I'm glad, you. I'm glad you're not counting preseason games. No, I'm just saying regular season games. No, just regular season <laughs> right. games. You okay. and I have, you, can't you, count. Okay. You guys, you and I both agree on preseason games. But if you came to seven regular season games last year, okay, I get you're frustrated and you you're you're upset. You lose. If you only came to six last year, and I'd love to know of how many season tick holders actually go to all seven games. I'm just. I'm sure there's a, a big number. Be careful. Yeah. No, I'm just curious. It'll be pretty loud. Well, that's fine. Especially it's, right now. That's fine. But if it's, you only came to six, there's no change. Nothing's yeah. changed. It's just been kind of a little bit of a dog pile effect. I think there's been uh, good reason for fans to be upset because the season didn't go very well. It's two years in a row. And then you had what was perceived by many was the 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 inaction. And, or the re- inactive response from ownership yep. because of two consecutive losing seasons. So you had a bad season, uh, no change or not sufficient enough change to satisfy certain fans. With the football leadership. On and, leadership, and, yes. And then now you have 25% of your home games going abroad. I, mean, I, I get it. I, mean, I get it. I mean, look. But Jeff, you, you have to separate the game, two. But I, no, I, to- I totally get it, but you, but you still have – a fan base that's just upset about that. And look, and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, look, if, if this is your team, you want to see it. I mean, this is your team. You don't want them to – you want to watch it in person. I mean, for the diehard people, the people that are fans, this is their team, this is their city, this is the identity of this city, for it to be uh, shipped overseas, so to speak. And that's what a lot of people term it. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time stomaching that. And then I think also – to some extent, and, and I understand that this is temporary, but a lot of people, they don't believe that it's temporary. They think that, okay, this is just the first step. Maybe there's more on the other side. Nobody knows. And certainly many people don't think that it's going to go back to being one or eventually none because they just don't want to believe it. And so I think a lot of times it's just got to kind of sink in. And then sometimes – We're two days removed. Well, and sometimes yeah. then the emotion's still attached to it, and I, and I understand that. But I, guess I totally point- understand the emotion of it, but there's also – a lot of reason, which Tony has been talking about there, 
and that there are some unique challenges in Jacksonville. That's fact. If, if you want an owner that wants to be competitive from a financial standpoint. And there's nothing wrong with that. Look, It's look, a business. Look, if Tony operated a business, do you think Tony's going to operate the business at less than capacity or less than its optimum level or JP or me yeah, like, or I, anybody I, I, else? Any like business owner? That's what Hello? You, this is what this is. It's a business. It's a business decision. And, and look, I, I, get that, I get that side of it. But I also understand that when it comes to passion, people don't want to have business decisions affect their passion because it just doesn't feel good. And and I totally get that. I totally get. I think it. The, the, the backdrop of this is that the it is a business decision, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a business of Jacksonville decision. That's my point. So here, it, it, to like, keep uh, it here. That's but, why. But that's. But here's the thing, and I'll, just real quick on yep. that. That's that's what you're what you're saying is down the road, and sometimes it's hard for people to have the glasses that show them the future or what mm-hmm. things look like three years down the road, four years down the road, or five years down the road. But I can tell you this. When I came here in 1995, Tony, one of the first things I used to do, because I would I live in Mandarin, still do, same place, same drive for the most part, every day. Come up San Jose Boulevard, cross the Main Street Bridge, take a ride on Bay Street, down past Maxwell Health Coffee, coffee Plant, to the stadium. Been making that drive since 1995. Has that jo- drive changed one bit nope. since 1995? No. No. I don't think so. No. It hasn't changed at all. How many times and, have you heard about change, though? I've been hearing it forever. <laughs> the only thing that I've seen change is, okay, there's a, there's a high-rise complex there that, finish. that's a condominium, and that's then they right. have one right next to it that's a skeleton crew yeah. that's left vacant that's probably going to cost the city more to tear it down. And I remember me and Schmangi talking about, hey, look, man, we, somebody should invest in this riverfront property. My gosh, this would be great. be awesome. Well, the vision, I think, that, that Shot Khan has, which, look, I don't even know if I even own a set of glasses that can look that far down the road. Because, I mean, he's, his thought is Lot J. It's the riverfront. It's a vibrant downtown. And, look, the reality is, folks, is that here's an opportunity. And I'm not trying to say and, and be a, a, a pauper for him or trying to be his publicist. But I'm just telling you what, since 1995, I made that drive, and there ain't a damn thing different about it. And I'm all for about seeing something different. I'm all for seeing about cranes in our downtown. When we go to, to Nashville. Cranes everywhere. The cranes that are developing downtown in Nashville. Okay, the cranes that are around Wembley. Yes. How many cranes everywhere. have we got? W- what, what's our downtown doing? I haven't seen a crane lately. Not a damn thing. No. <laughs> and no. also, I, I, me, personally, I'd like to see some change. I'd like to see it get better. So, Jeff, I think what you just said is exactly what I think the conversation should be. Be mad about the fo- performance of the football team. Be mad. Oh, I'm mad. I am too. None of us like it. And I get, you know what? I think it's fair questions fans ask. It's like, why were there no changes or not more changes made? Those are all fair questions. And, that, and you know what? You can be mad and you can question it and all those things are fair. What I don't think, and you can be emotionally upset because it's one more game that you're not going to be able to see here for those of you that come to the games. So, yeah, it's one less opportunity. I get that. But at the same time, we have an owner, and I cannot stress this enough, that is putting his money where his mouth is in the sense of Daly's place is here, not here. When he first got here, we had an old stadium, mm-hmm. the old scoreboards. Mm-hmm. His, his money went into those scoreboards. Yeah. His money's went into the, uh, the, 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 a lot of renovation of the stadium. In a facility he does not own. He, which he doesn't I, I, own. I, I got and, that question. by the way, money's in the like, – Tell me the last time, Jeff, we've been here since 95, that someone who says, I'll put up a quarter of a billion dollars or whatever the number is yeah. to develop a, I think it, I think a it's massive in, project downtown. Tell well, me like, what, Well, what, just already alone, I think it's, it's over $100 million. Yeah, so but In the, the stadium alone, right now, and, I, and I got this question yeah. last night because I was on with uh, uh, Todd Haley and uh, Zig, I think his guy is his co-host name. Oh, Sir- Fregasi? Fregasi. Fregasi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm serious. Yeah, so yeah. I'm serious XM NFL radio last night. Yeah. And, uh, and they're like, you know, well, the rumors are talking about the team eventually moving to London, which, you know, that, that pops up. I mean, it's look for the people that don't know. I mean, that, that's part of the conversation. For, like, again, let me say that again. For the people that don't know, that's part yeah, of the conversation. Sure. And so my response to that was, because they weren't saying that it was, but they said, what about the people that have those questions? 
And I said, okay, I said, hey, Todd, me and you, or Tony, JP, all of us, are we going to spend $100 million and, and making plans on spending half another billion? quarter billion to right. half a billion or whatever it's going to cost to do this development downtown? Oh, and then, by the way, we're just going to take the team. We're going to move it to London. Which is the years. asset we're building around. Right. right. That's the uh, central point of everything. Hello? Sense. Well, that's so. That's where I get, and like I've had people on Twitter like question my love for Jacksonville and all this stuff, and like whatever they can do whatever they want. I'm actually for Sean and what he's doing on the like. I have questions on the football side too, by the way. Like we all do. Oh yeah, we've I mean, I've said, I've said it on the. I've said we've done a pretty good job. I've said on the air, and so, but where I'm like 100 percent lock in step with what he's doing, and I'm a big supporter of his vision because it makes the city I love better. I've heard about downtown for 25 years. Nothing's happened. It, this is like the first opportunity. Like someone's actually like really moving, ready to rock. They got a shovel ball down the got field. A shovel. Well, and like go. he's let's like, go. and so like, do I like? Would I rather all eight games being in uh, Jacksonville? Sure, It'd be great. Yeah, get to I wake up Sunday morning. Yeah, it's not home games are fun. At home, it's relaxing. But also, if this is what it JP means, like, he, likes, he likes to go. <laughs> he likes, he to, likes go to, to go to London. This but, is one but it, time if, that he gets let out of jail. But if this is part of the overall strategy yeah. to make this the permanent home of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and by the way, have an owner who's investing and wants to win off the field and make this city better, Not, I'm all for it. There's nothing wrong with I'm all wanting to win off the field. No. Like, I hear people all the time. Nothing have, wrong with that. I have some friends. He's greedy and all oh, this. Oh, I have no. some friends. If greedy. you want to question whether or not some of no. his moves have been the best to make winning on the field happen, that's always open for debate. That's always fair. Yeah, and I've got phone calls and messages, oh, he's greedy, you know, doesn't he have enough money and all this stuff. And I said, wait a second. That's not fair, number one. He's invested his money. And he owns a business. If I was the owner of the Jaguars, I would be trying to maximize the revenue and the opportunity mm -hmm. to make this great. I wouldn't want to wake up if I was the owner of this franchise and see that I was 32nd in revenue. 31st. That I'm competing with the Bengals to get out or yeah. the Bills to get out of the cellar. That's not mm. really what I would want to do. I don't want to do. live in the same neighborhood as the I like I want to say how do I become how do I start chasing down the top? And that's what we have an owner's doing. And if it takes going to this game year to go to two games to London, we'll see what the future is. We don't know yet. Don't know. But you know what? Then that's the plan. He's put it. He's invested his money. Then that's what we're going to do. Hey, let's come back and discuss a little football. How about there, that? There's football. No, but we're, we're going right to discuss now. it. <laughs> we're going we're to talk about it. When we come back. Plenty right. ahead. We'll go around the National Football League a little bit later as well. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle. Oh wait, there it is. I was really worried for a second. Oh, they took your stereo too. The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected. Like if your roommate is only worried about her $2 aluminum water bottle. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Hey, Jacks fans. You know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. 
flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley Green Chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring. And Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. I think change for the sake of change uh, normally uh, doesn't produce the results you want. And I think there are plenty of examples. You're a journalist. I think look around the league. There are plenty of teams that you know change coaches every year, every other year. Uh, has, is that a winning formula? Uh, I think so. There is a huge amount of emotion. I mean, I love uh, the, the idea of emotion, the fans care. Uh, they care because they want to have, uh, you know, a winning a football team. But when it's all said and done, you look at it with a rational mind, uh, you know, the direction we're headed, I think, gives us the best chance. Jaguars owner Shad Khan, the full interview available on Jaguars.com. Ashlyn Sullivan had the visit. It was released on the date of the announcement of the London added game this year. And then they talked a little football as well. So, uh, first comments I think we've had publicly from Shad Khan about Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone coming back this year, but that was some of the rationale behind it moving ahead. So, uh, I mean, it's, look, uh, and, and <laughs> well, I know this is actually well, a hard, this is the more this difficult. Is a tough one. This is tougher than talking about the second <laughs> game to London, in my opinion. I, I do know that there are there are some media members that would like to be able to have you know a Q and A session. Shot. I mean, because I mean, they want to, they want to delve deeper. They want more. But I mean, Shot's going to give you the answer, no matter how many times you ask it or how many different ways. Well, you just heard from Ashley. He's going to tell That's you. That's exactly what he believes. Yeah. And and so, no matter how many different styles or ways that you try to present it to him, that's that's his belief. And and there's nothing wrong with that belief because everybody has an opinion. And do I? Uh, agree with everything that he said about you know what should have happened going forward no i don't but uh that's the beauty of football and that's the beauty beauty about having a passion for your football team because if you don't have a belief that means you don't have a passion you don't care about it you know and i, and I think all fans are no different than us that they have an opinion and that's why there has been a very strong vocal uh, opposition to the lack of change that happened at the end of season, and that's and that. Look, I don't know how what percentage that is, because typically the minority is more vocal than the majority. But it seems like at times that this is the majority speaking at times. But I don't know that. I mean, I, we're not. I don't have a poll, or I don't have the ability to poll. Um, but it, look, here, here's the reality: winning needs to happen now, this year. And I, that's the impression that I get from listening to Shad Khan is yeah. that this organization, okay, Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell, they need to win this year. Playoff team. And as Shad said, the record will tell you whether or not that the, this was the right decision or that his decision was the right one. That's the beauty of the NFL. You, know, you, you get a grade at the end of the year, and that's your record. Well, the grade's been bad around here a lot. <laughs> That it has. Yeah, it's probably a lot of Fs. F, D minus. Um, 
I mean, I agree with what Jeff said. You know, reason to kill it. Uh, was I surprised? Some of the decisions, sure. Would uh, I maybe have done things differently? Absolutely. But who, like, you know what? Like, the we'll find out the truth or what's right, what opinion's correct. Sometime, uh, you know, about eleven months from now. Here's and a, we will know, like, it, what Shad said is like that's like one point of view saying I want stability. You know, if we're gonna go with Gardner Minshew, you believe young, that's what they're gonna do? Well, I don't. I that's the feeling I get. Let me ask you this: We're gonna delve into the quarterbacks a little bit later, so let's not go too deep here. Right but my now. point is, saying, yes. but he, okay, uh, I won't go there. <laughs> oh, you're about to deep. We'll dive go there afterwards. But my, I don't want to. Okay, Gardner Minshew, any position, name player. If you feel like, and your strategy is having stability at the head coaching position in the GM's GM position and changing the structure, which we can get into that, which is I've said on JP, you and I talked about it, and Jeff, you as well. It's shocking to me that over the last three years they haven't been working together. Like somehow this is some new revelation that the GM and coach are supposed to be on the same page, like t- together. But yes. it's a different story for a different day. Um, but his strategy is saying like this, and I believe stability is important right now. And more turnover isn't going to help us win next year. Okay. I can't, like, that's a point of view, that a perspective that is one strategy. Now, I can agree or disagree with that strategy, but it's a, it's a sound strategy from a standpoint of a lot of people would tell you that's a good course to take. And we'll find out if it's the right course or not. Like Shad said, Jeff, you repeated, the wins and losses will tell us. Because at the end of the day, one thing matters and one thing only. And that's winning and losing. And if you have two more L's than W's, well, then your strategy or the people executing your strategy are wrong. It should take, typically it takes a, an organization to build, you know, to get, to get where you want to get going. It takes three years to build, right? I mean, that's typically 49ers, right? Well, 49ers taking did that it three. about that time frame, right? 49ers well, did it You three. could argue they might have been quicker if Garoppolo didn't get hurt last year. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Kansas City. Uh, it took him one year as soon as Mahomes stepped on the field. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you got you got to count the years that he had Alex Smith at the home. But then they made the bowl. Yeah, but they were to go forward. Were, if you look at Alex, so you, you look at one the year first, with Alex. Well, the first year uh, Andy's back up. His first year Andy took over. They were two and fourteen. I think that next year they were competitive at least. Yeah. So it was one year for Andy. Yeah. So it. I mean, it's competitive. But, but Andy I mean, to, one, to, by to the way, be, one of the best coaches in the history of this league too. By far, I'm very happy for him. By the way. Uh, we have Do we even we even have anything in there for that? Yeah. Well, it's do we, down the do we have line. any Super Bowl when, talk when we go around the league? Okay, I just want I to mean, make sure know, we got a little Super Bowl. Important talk. part of the league. Yeah. But so, I mean, but my point is, is that you typically to to build an organization, you're talking about three years, and when you have that three year period, you better have a quarterback to be able to do that. All right. Yeah. So can we? Can you guys stop you right there? Because this hit me because I did, I did the game this weekend off past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Super Bowl. The, the yes. Super Bowl. You know the year that the Chiefs picked Mahomes? Yes. They're coming off a playoff year mm-hmm. with Alex Smith. Yes. And they were picking 27th in the draft. Yes. They traded everything they needed to trade to get to 10. Yes. To take a kid from Texas Tech that they thought could be special, mm-hmm. even though they had a quarterback that could lead them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like. If you if you are a team who identifies a quarterback in the draft that you think is special, you better get him. Go get him, almost regardless of the cost. So that because if you're right, my question: Can we go there now? Let's come back. I, I just want to throw the question out there, and I won't answer we'll it. Hit us with a question. Okay, the question we'll is, answer it when we come back. Do you stand pat with your quarterback room right now? If you're this organization. We'll answer that when we come back. That's, we'll hear, a, that's what we call a tease in the business. We'll hear what Shad Khan has to say about it as well. Jaguars owner, it's right around the corner. Halfway home, it's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. 
1995, Tito Beveridge set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle? I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah, you really shredded me. <laughs> but there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that. Local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Don't let me go. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Your first name is free. Last name is down. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. And you can drive it like a Ford. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern. Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise in competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA FSB, Equal Housing Lender, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you have two, you don't have one. I think that's an old adage. Mm -hmm. uh, frankly, this past year proved you better have two competent quarterbacks, okay? Uh, there were a number of teams that didn't have a competent quarterback that wouldn't have made it. So, I mean, if you look at it, where we've come from, argument could have, could have been made. We didn't have any competent quarterbacks, okay? So this is, in a way, an embarrassment of riches for us in a good way. Um, that, you know, we do have uh, two very good quarterbacks. Jaguars owner Shad Khan, the full conversation with uh, he and Ashton Sullivan available on Jaguars.com. Uh, welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour, J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli. Glad you're along with us. One hour. No more Doug Marone show this year. That one's over. So um, we get an hour on Thursdays. All right. And then on Tuesdays will be Jaguars Drive Time, Tuesday mornings. It'll go back to Tuesdays next week. It was on Wednesday this week. So Tuesday uh, next week, I think at 9 a.m. is when those shows will begin. So check those out on the Jaguars' social media pages. Quarterbacks, embarrassment of riches. Um, two quarterbacks, and, you know, Nick Foles obviously started. Here comes Gardner Minshew, 6-6. Six and six. Everybody's on the roster. Josh Dobbs is around there, down the depth chart a little bit. There's your quarterback room. Where is this quarterback room right now? And will there be where will there be changes or additions to that quarterback room in your opinion, Logs? It seemed like you were really locked into this well, topic I, earlier. Well, I I don't agree with Shad Khan on this. I, I don't think that the quarterback position uh, is uh, that you've got two really good players. I mean, right now you have two players 
that are coming off of a year that still many questions exist about. And that if, in my opinion, if you stand pat or if you're satisfied with two good quarterbacks, then that means that's going to keep you from finding a great one. Which means that, and I'm not saying that that's his position. His position may be that he wants to find a great one, and maybe he's saying that just to, you know, say, hey, these are our guys for now. We don't know if we're going to get another one. So, but I think that that position, the search has to still continue. Because if the search ends then you miss maybe another opportunity at finding what will be the next Patrick Mahomes. Or, and you had that opportunity lost already. Could it be the next Deshaun Watson or Tom Brady? Whatever it is. And I'm not trying to criticize Gardner Minshew because I think he had a, a phenomenal season for any type of rookie quarterback. But does that mean that, that because he had a good rookie season – which, by the way, how many wins did, did he get? Six. 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 500 quarterbacks. Okay. Six wins is, and I know he didn't start all the games, but six wins is not what you're after. You're after double-digit wins. And I'm not saying, and I'm not trying, I'm trying to, I know a lot of people, oh, he's a rookie, give him a break. I get that. I get that. I'm just saying that until you know that you have a guy at that position, the search doesn't end and it cannot end. I think there's a lot of things to like about him. His moxie, are, are the way you, he goes. Are you, are you satisfied? So I, I'll describe it this way. Yes. We have one quarterback that I'm not sure about that had a nice rookie season and has some things I like and some things I really question. And I don't know if he's the guy. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. He could grow into it. Maybe. Maybe not. Or he could. Um. Did I leave this season saying he is the franchise quarterback? I did not. Okay, so that's one of the guys in that room. The other guy, what I know about him and Nick Foles is that in his career, he's never played 16 games. He has two magnificent runs with small sample sizes at the back half of of, uh, seasons and playoff runs, one that led to – a Super Bowl championship. He was outstanding. Yes. Outside of that, he has been very inconsistent, up and down. Hasn't won a game. And he did not play well last year. He was injured again, so continued not to be able to play 16 games. So I have a lot of questions there as well. Do I think Nick Foles is a, quote-unquote, franchise quarterback that can take me to the Super Bowl? Well, he's done it in the backup role, but over a 16-year uh, course of a season he has not so I got a lot of questions there too I'm not saying he can't but I don't know and so that tells me I have a quarterback room that I'm unsure about and it is the most important position in this game and you have to have it right there I'm not saying you have to have Patrick Mahomes but you sure would like that because it's going to give you the best chance of consistently winning um, but you need a guy that is a bona fide starter franchise guy that can win games and so with all that said, yep. if I'm in this draft, I'm evaluating the heck out of those quarterbacks. And if I am convinced after my scouting process, and I have conviction and believe that one of those guys is a future top 10, top five type of player at the quarterback position, I am making a trade to go get him. Bonafide. If I He's don't, bonafide. Think, I was thinking of that movie. <laughs> He's bonafide. Brothers were all now. Tony's yeah. using the word bonafide. <laughs> if he's not, if I don't have that conviction, then I'm, I'm gonna stick pat. Yeah. And I'm gonna take my guys. He's bonafide. <laughs> or maybe the guy I want. Maybe it's Justin Herbert. I haven't done any work on any of these yeah. guys. Maybe it's Justin Herbert, and I can pick him up at maybe ten. I don't know. Don't know. Remember last end of last training camp, there were questions. We I think we talked about it on these shows that. There might be issues with Minshew. You might need to get another backup quarterback well, wait, and here. The, and, Gardner, and, and Nick Foles was ten times better than him in training camp. And let's not forget. What if not, that happens again? Hold on now. It's not just people on this show. Jeff, you and I both know it was the people across the hallway too. There wasn't 100% consensus that Gardner Minshew was the answer at backup quarterback. How many points did he score in the preseason? Zero or three or three. something. 
I think it's like three. Was there not a lot of questions across it's in the tons, whole building? Tons of questions. There was nobody. Tons of questions. When I say nobody, I meant nobody that said, "Boy, we got a guy. Oh, who can we be found a, a gem, a franchise quarterback. We said we found a guy that you know has a chance to be a good backup. That's mm-hmm. what we thought. That's exactly what the thought was at the end of tri- and, wait, and wait, the, the thought was is that we might have gotten a good backup, and we might have to might. go get a veteran. There's people who thought in this building we yep. should go get a veteran. So, Gardner Minshew was fabulous. But one of the things, we got to be really careful here because it happens too often. We completely overvalue and overhype individuals way too quick here. And maybe it happens other places. I'm just talking about here. Because you have a small sample size of success, let's not anoint anybody something they're not. And that's not a shot at Gardner. Gardner did what... I like actually he did more than I expected him to. Sure. I mean more and and that's the danger. Sometimes when you have a perception of a guy is you know a I'm going to use a 1 through 10 scale. Or put it this way, our our perception of Gardner Minshew would have been different if he was a first first round pick. But let's say this. If our perception of a guy coming into the season, he's a 3 out of 10. Like, you know, 3, okay, yeah, 4 maybe. And then all of a sudden, he plays at a 7. You're like, oh, my gosh, he's amazing. But if you had a perception of a guy who's a 9 or a 10 and he plays down to an 8, eh, eh, not that good, eh. But he's still better than the set. My point is perception changes everything where you start with a guy, and so you have to be so careful. It's a small sample size. Let this thing play out. Does Gardner Minshew have qualities that I love? Absolutely. Does he have qualities I really question? Absolutely. Let it play out. He's a young player. I think it's way too early to. But to let I, I think play it's way. Out. I think it's way too early, Jeff, to say we have an embar- I, To say we have an embarrassment of riches at quarterback. That's why when you say let it play it out, that doesn't mean that you go. Let's just let it play out because we're okay. You let go. You go. Well, we're going to let it play out, but that. you know we don't know how it's going to go, so we better find one. And keep looking. You never and know. No. You might look at Joe Burrow and Herbert and whoever else is in the top. Tua. Tua and say, you know what? I'm not convinced these are the guys. And we have enough other holes in other places. We need to use that draft capital to build our roster. And there's a good class next year and coming a, out. And there's a really good whatever. class next year or whatever it is. And you know what? We see this guy who's probably going to go in the third round. That it's not that He's really not that far off the guys that are going to go in the first round. And so what we'd rather take a little bit more risk with a guy in the third round because less draft capital because we, we think he has the potential maybe third, to get third there. Third rounder is a starter. That's what I'm saying. You know no, what I'm I saying, know, Jeff? I, I mean, that's how you have to do it. But, I, I mean, I would be really working. That's not really risk at the third round. I would be, working, I I'd be working hard on quarterbacks Absolutely. Right now. We're back in a moment. We're going to hear from Calais Campbell, the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Mm, man, that kind of begs the question, too. Yes. Cap management. We'll discuss a little of that. We'll go around the National Football League as well and recap the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Thursday continues. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Baselli is in London already. He went early this week. Went on Tuesday in Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly. Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol. Jags fans, Fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. 
The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern. our duty to help our neighbors even even if you can only give five minutes to someone in need give it to them that one-on-one -on -one quality time that little bit of extra time can make a world of difference those five minutes can change your life Walter Payton spent time with my coach which in turn ended up having a strong impact on me motivated me to try to have an impact on the world we should all strive to be more like Walter Payton thank you God bless There's Calais Campbell, Jaguars defensive lineman. The Walter Payton Man of the Year, the end of his accepted speech at the NFL Honors Show this past Saturday down in South Florida. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagavin, Tony Baselli, and great stuff for Calais. Yeah, it's an unbelievable honor. For I'm this proud of him. I mean, there's a great player. We've, we've had the opportunity to be a lot, around a lot of uh, great players in uh, our playing careers, broadcasting careers. And, uh, and I know Tony's had an opportunity and just recently to be a lot, around a lot of greats uh, with the, the Hall of Fame stuff that was just recently going on. And, and, and I consider it an honor to have been exposed to a guy like Calais Campbell because I think he is truly one of the great players. When I say great players, I'm not talking about just on the playing field because that's what great the Walter people. Payton – Man of the Year award is about is about not only a great player but a great person and yeah, a great contributor to the community. And uh, I don't know if, if you could uh, ever have a better role model for young players in the National Football League. And congratulations to Calais. well deserved. It's awesome. I saw him give him a big hug on the field uh, <laughs> pregame at the Super Bowl and congratulated him. So excited for him. Excited for the organization. It's a big deal. And uh, Calais is a, a pro on the field. Really good. Great, great couple, uh, couple seasons, few seasons here now, three years with the Jaguars, and had a very nice career in Arizona. But what he does off the field and who he is as a person probably means more to me. And uh, he just handles himself the right way. And Jackson was lucky to have a guy like him in their community. No, and the for trick the, is, how long will he be in well, this community? Before we get to that, just real quick, I mean, if people haven't had an opportunity to read about Calais's upbringing, and to understand where he's come from, uh, wow. I mean, wow, you talk about a tough upbringing now. Uh, truly tremendous to, for from him. From Colorado, another yes, Colorado boy. Uh, for him to end up where Me he's at. Uh, now Home the, of greatness. The decision. Home of greatness. Great, the greatest <laughs> state. Allegedly. Greatest state in the union. <laughs> now, the decision about his future, uh, you got to, I mean, in my opinion, you find a way to keep a guy like that. 
And but when you say find a way, because he said something at the Pro Bowl that he was doesn't think he needs to take a discount. And well, look, look, I, if he doesn't need, if he doesn't want to take a discount, I'm going to find a, a way to make it work for one more year. Because, uh, but Jeff, uh, but I, I understand what you're saying, but mm -hmm. the dollars and cents, you're over the cap right now. Yeah, you have to get under the cap just to sign people. Right. For to draft, if nothing else, tell Mumu you can't yeah, take that's my mom. <laughs> um, and phones <laughs> ringing. Like Mumu, who's Mumu? That's what my. That's Apparently, what my, she's not listening. That's what my yeah. kids call my mom. Oh, okay, yeah. That's her. That's a, that's what they've okay. called. But wait, here, you know, here's how you do it. Well, Tony. Hold on, let me finish. And so, you like because you got and you got, you you got, got yawn. Choice. You have to. Are you yawn? I know. I mean, you have to decide what you're going to do at a lot of different places. Yeah. Where where, so, where where's a cut that can be made that's about equal money? I don't. I think his is one of the most significant. He's one. He's well. I mean, Darius. Is Darius. Much yeah. Okay. But that's one. Norwell. Oh, oh, by the way, you keep cutting all these guys. You're creating more holes to fill. Well, I know that's by the a, way. Well, and I, well, AJ. Look, we talked about that last week. I know. And and, and because and, and Tony, I made mention of this, and that you know, uh, Dave Caldwell was asked about. Or made comments about getting back under the cap, and it was—I don't want to say it was nonchalant—but he felt very confident that you know, hey, look, we can get under the cap and be a player. And and I was going, whoa, how you know, that's tough decisions. And then if you're a player, then that means you got to be a player because you got to find somebody to take the place of the guys that you just let go so you could get under the cap. But I mean, in my opinion—you got to find a way to keep a guy like Calais. and. Uh, so you pay him, I think he's due 19 this year? Is that right, JP? Well, he's 15. It's like $2.5 million, I think, is, uh, is what uh, is left in the, in the prorated signing bonus, and then I think his payout is 14 or 15 in real money, Some, somewhere in that range. But here's the reality. Did he not play over the value of $15 million a year? Not last year, but the two years prior to that? Oh, gosh, yes. Absolutely. You know, so if you're trying to find a, a little bit of justification I, I, for paying a guy like you don't even have to one, justify it to me. No, I know, but I'm call just it saying, for, for some it's people. It's called dollars and cents. For some people, they're like, "Why? Well, you don't want." He's and not Jeff, worth you that. and I both have said, in fairness, like, in players, players always feel different. You and I did the same. We always think we have more in the tank than um, we might. Clays is a guy that I think should be paying, playing probably 40, 30 to 40% less snaps than he did last year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I so totally agree with you, that. So with that, you're going to have a part-time player. You're paying $15 million plus. I well, get it. Well, wait a minute. I want him on the team too because of who he is, if, what he brings to the locker room, his leadership. Let me he ask you He is an impact player Both when he you. is going. If, if Josh Allen last year. Yes, okay. yes. If you had if, – if okay, Josh Allen was a part-time player. Mm-hmm. And he shouldn't be. He needs to be a full time. Absolutely more. Absolutely sure. this year, and he will be. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of role that you envision for Calais. Yes. But let me ask you this: with that role, Josh Allen had he, the numbers. He was impactful, and okay. I think Clay's so by Clay's the way could have, have the same impact. Clay's might have better numbers if he played less snaps. What is what is his number for next year? Seventeen and change, and it's yeah, like two million uh, dead money. So, so yeah, fifteen, 15 million, cash. million cash. Yeah. Find a way to go. Because here's the thing, that with that decision, it's not like you're making that decision that's going to hurt you in 2021. And you know what? Hey, I got to win right now. Okay? I'm just going to ask. Has there ever been I got to win right now. So, you, so you're saying cut. I mean, I mean, like Darius is gone, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's probably – he's definitely gone. A.J. Boye? Gone. Okay. So that gets you. That's a tough. That's a tough spot to fill now. <laughs> okay, but that gets you what? Probably you're probably thirty three under the cap with those two. Mark Marquis Lee. Yeah, and what, 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 do we say, what do we say? You need it for the rookie class. Marquis Lee, another. Marquis Lee gone. Another five. That's thirty eight uh, or so. The linebacker that Jake they got Ryan, from Green Bay. Jake, Jake Ryan's Ryan. gone. Okay, so you're at forty. Um, forty two, forty three. Got some money to Norwell. Spend here. Yeah. You get rid of Norwell. Yeah. It's another okay. hole to fill. Okay. Oh, line. Look, I'm just adding up blocks. <laughs> okay, now you get Norwell. It's only because his he still has a lot of debt uh, so money. You're probably looking at fifty, mid fifties. Uh, like, let's say fifty. Say. Yeah, fifty. Okay, now, now I can. How much is how much is how much does the rookie class cost you? How would we say we, 10, we, came, we figured out that I number and I can't remember what it was. I'll look it up. But you still that that's a lot of money opening up. All yeah. Of a 
Well, I know. Look, you it's spend case. It somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> More holes. <laughs> yeah, but now you got now you got to be a player. You're getting rid of in free agency. You just got rid of four starters on a team that was six was six one team last year. Hmm. Yeah. So what are you saying? I'm saying it's tough. No, I I agree. I mean, you got you got a whole. But your point fill. your point of place is fair. But the reality I mean, we, is, we were, is that we were hoping he'd take a little bit of a discount, but I don't think he is. Here's the reality: you're 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 creating more holes for a team that had six wins. But here's the reality: right, you also had six wins with those guys. That's a great point. Very good point. Okay, so okay, yeah. It is. You're right. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you didn't win me any games. What well, else you I mean, say? You know, what's the argument there? There's no other argument. Let's go around the National Football League, okay. shall we? Uh, the well Kansas done. City Chiefs. Drop the mic. Well, you, I mean, you left us speechless. That's how good of an argument yeah. that was. All right. You left Tony speechless. That's impossible That's to do. The Kansas City Chiefs, for the first time in 50 years, win a Lombardi Trophy with a wild comeback in the fourth quarter to win Super Bowl 54. Tony, you were there. Um, what a performance it was in that fourth quarter. So there's like seven minutes left. It's third and 15, and I'm not making this up. We're talking in, uh, through the producer and everyone else, like, which 49ers were we going to grab? Because at that point, the Chiefs had done nothing at all. And they were the pass rush was killing Mahomes. He was not having a good night. I mean, like – Offensive it, line for Kansas City played terrible. It, outside the right tackle, Mr. Schwartz was really good. He was good. Um, but the, the rest, rest of them, the rest terrible. Of them, and so I was sitting there thinking, we started talking about who we're going to get. Wisniewski was getting beat like a drum. We talking, Fisher was getting beat yeah, like a drum. Duvernay like, Tardif, the doctor, was getting beat. We were talking about, like, when are we going to get Robert Sala? This is a historic defensive performance. I mean, all this stuff. <laughs> and then the third and 15 changed it all. And oh, here's no. the thing. It's a post corner by Tariq Hill, who's the number two receiver. And it's a combination route that Robert saw. They worked on Friday and Saturday. Outside number one runs a deep in. It's cover three, post corner. And they made the call. They're not going to sit. They're not going to carry the deep in. They're going to let it go. And that corner has to get depth for, the post, the, post. For, for the post corner. He bit on the dig, and the post corner is wide open. And he's sitting there just waiting on the ball. He's it's 10 wide yards open. wide open. And so literally that play, and they repped it, and they repped it, and they repped it. If they, if the, if the guy just doesn't take the cheese, take the bait, and chase that in, he's back there. And now he may hit the dig, but it's not the big play. And, boy, that changed everything. Mm-hmm. That and the call – you know, they score. It's a three-point game. You're like, all right, here come the Niners. Well, and then Garoppolo didn't do much. Well, but forget that. I agree with that. But the big thing is they run the ball with Mozart. First and they get five yards on first down. It's second and five. This is the second-best rushing team in the NFL. Like, run it again. Kyle, this is win on first down. Go run it again. Worst-case scenario, you're third and two, third and one. And, and like, you got the right where you want them. Drop out the pack, pass and, and to Kyle's defense. The guy's wide open. Didn't find him. No. He found him. Chris Jones went up and def- deflected the ball. Yeah. He is wide open. Yeah, yeah but right. Gar- Garoppolo missed some guys. Oh, yeah, he did. He oh, missed, I mean, he missed, the, he missed the game winner to oh. uh, Emmanuel Sanders on the uh, – Open. Is, there's no safety he help. Missed, he They're missed doubling. Kittle a couple times. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a Kittle, Kittle's one of those guys that you can just stare at him and he'll find a way to get open. So, yeah, it was – but, boy, I was sh- it was a crazy game. Nuts. Uh, should they pay Mahomes ASAP? Pay him like as much as they want. You, like pay him now because it Whatever. costs more next year. That's right. Price just, price tag just keeps going up. Pay him. Pay he's, the pay the man. But he was not very good in the beginning. Now he's getting harassed. He was not game. well. No, look, he wasn't getting harassed. He was getting harassed some, but not that much. He was getting harassed, and the pressure got to him, and he started throwing. He started. The clock started ticking <laughs> in his head. It was going. And fast. He was like, oh my gosh. And then you're going, wait a minute, what are you doing, Take Pat? you got time, dude. Slow down. But it was great. Clock was ticking. But he overcame it. That's what he's, he did. Great players do. That's yeah, what they do. Congratulations to him. 5-0 and oh in his career uh, uh, being down 10 points in That's a row. incredible. Congratulations <laughs> That's absolutely incredible. to Andy Reid. Yes. Congratulations to Andy Heck. I saw Andy Heck after okay. the game. He, you know what he said to me? He goes, 
It only took 30 years. 30 years. Andy Heck, <laughs> who, for those that don't yeah, know, longtime player in the National Football League. Coach here. Played for the Chicago Bears yeah. and uh, coached here, coached a few other places, and he's been with Andy Reid for quite some time. Congratulations to Chad Henney. Who now Chad Henney, that's he does. I saw Chad too, yeah. uh, football season's not over, by the way. The Seattle Dragons and the D.C. Defenders, the L.A. Wildcats and the Houston Roughnecks, that's Saturday. T- the Tampa Bay Vipers and the New York Guardians. And then the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades, the XFL kicks off. Will you watch? No. Uh, if I'm home Saturday or Sunday and it's on, I got nothing going on, I'll probably check it out. Great show, guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Tony Baselli, Jeff Logman, J.P. Shadrick. It is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.